Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It is episode 117 of the Say Hey Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Doug Hayes. It is January 12, 2024. Bringing in my co-host off a one-week hiatus. Say hey, Rob. What's going on, my man? How's it going? What's going on, man? Happy 112-24. Man, what a weird little sequence we got there. Kind of kind of cool, though. Yeah. But just missing the 36. Just, just missing the 36. But, <laughs> yep, it's a Friday. And yeah. a pretty good week for me. But, Doug, how was your week? Thank you for asking, Rob. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, some people say the week start on Sundays. I like nope. to think this week started on Monday, and uh, I got to hang out with you and uh, watch my. And I know people are like, "Oh God, here we go." Talk about college football again. Don't worry, I, I won't take too long. In this, but got to watch my Michigan Wolverines finally in my twentieth year of being a fan. Finally, bring home that national championship, um, just dominant fashion over the. Washington Huskies. So um, it's been a great week, man. It's still kind of surreal and hard to believe. Uh, but I've just been enjoying like seeing all the, uh, you know, we live in a, a highlight reel era right now with sports and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, usually you kind of get tired to the point where it's like, yeah, I just skip through this video, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm kind of just embracing it right now. So I'm kind of watching everything and viewing everything. So, yeah. um, but definitely a big week, uh, excited and, uh, Natty champs, man, go blue. Yeah, I mean that was cool. It was it was an honor to be there with you, and I, I felt pretty special. It was just me and the two <laughs> and the two lovely women in your life, your <laughs> wife Leah and your daughter Remy. Like I was just like, yeah, man, I'm I'm part of the elite here, man. And, <laughs> and there, the, those last three four minutes where when I, you knew it was over, like, and you were just standing up, like I didn't want to say anything because it was like, <laughs> man, I I gotta let Doug have the floor here. I I don't even. Want, because you know me, I like to be. I'm 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 sarcastic, and I start making dumbass jokes about little ass shit. But even though the game was over at that point, like I had to be very quiet and just let it all happen. <laughs> soak, man. It was, man. It was like I, I was witnessing something beautiful. And <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah. I'm glad you were here. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Once once Mikey Sanders still picked off that pass from Penix, it was like, okay, this is it. happening. This that is was happening. it. Yeah, that was it. So uh, yeah, man, that was that was awesome. Definitely a night I'll never ever forget. So. uh yeah, go blue. Um, hey, the Giants uh, signed someone today, Rob, and that's why we're here. Yeah, that's why we're uh, here. So, so let's go through the through the numbers real quick, and then we'll you know we'll get to our opinions, of course. Uh, Giants agreed to terms. Um, we always got to be careful of that because you know you didn't officially sign yet. I don't believe still got past physical and all that. Uh, agreed to terms with Jordan Hicks, right-handed pitcher, um, who is 27 years old. Um, he has. Uh, been in the major league since 2018 first four plus years with the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, you know, I believe he was traded last year um, to the Toronto Blue Jays and, and finished 2023 there. So right. um, kind of just going over some things uh, last year uh, he appeared in 65 games, 
65 and two thirds, uh, an 11.1 case per nine, really, really good. Um, and he had a 3.29 ERA, 3.22 FIP. Uh, so really solid year for Jordan Hicks. Um, you know, in case you don't know a ton about this guy, um, throws hard. Okay. I mean, he throws hard. Uh, he's got a, uh, this is just based off his last year's numbers, uh, in 2023, his fastball, uh, 100.3 mile an hour average. Sometimes you'll see it get up to 102, 103. I mean, it's pure heat. Um, and some of it has even some slight tail run. I watched, I watched a little more in depth. We've seen him throw through the years, but mm-hmm. you know, after that happened today, I kind of wanted to like, just look a little more into him and really focus on stuff. Um, he's got an average 100.2 mile per hour sink that he uses as his dominant pitch, 64.3% of the time. And then he does have a slider, which averages about 87 miles an hour that he will also throw about almost a quarter of the time. So those three pitches, predominantly the sinker and slider combo dude throws hard, but downside the two downsides before I'll, I'll I'll let you talk. Um, one, he's wild. I mean, he's got a career 4.92, um walks per nine uh so a lot of the time we don't know where that damn ball is going and then here's the other big question mark and we will talk about this um he's appeared in 212 games he started eight of them and they were all in 2022 and the giants are apparently signing him to start so there was a lot of like oh and huh today so rob give us your initial thoughts on the giants bringing in flamethrowing Jordan Hicks. Well, my initial thoughts were, oh, okay, Jordan Hicks. And then he throws hard. Is he going to be at the back end of the bullpen with Canelo Duvall? I mean, those were my initial thoughts because I I was working when this all broke. And I'm like, okay. And then I kind of look deeper into the tweets coming out and it's like it's like the Giants always do. They they sneak like the little weird the weirdness into all of everything that they do right at the end, and it's like blah blah blah. Jordan Hicks that throws this, but plan to use him as a starter, and <laughs> that right there, I mean, it almost just not. It didn't take all the excitement away from me, but it just it was like oh here 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 we go again. Like it, like the Giants are making a move, and they're gonna have to try to justify it. <laughs> <laughs> to, to to the fans and but on a you know the the I want to be positive first like like you know Doug you just said guy the guy throws hard the electric stuff he's only twenty seven you know there's yeah. so there's a there's a lot of the ceiling is there so it gets a lot of strikeouts you know the Giants lack very much they have the last couple of years if we're being totally honest strikeout guys they don't strike a lot of people out uh, Carlos Rodon. And Logan Webb, two the two exceptions, but in the bullpen, outside of Camilo Duvall, they don't really have guys like that. Tyler Rogers, Taylor Rogers, uh, John John Brebia, just they don't strike a lot of guys out outside of just a, a couple of pitchers. So, if big if I don't want to jump to conclusions here, if this if he can't start or he's nothing more than a quote unquote opener. When, it, when it's all said and done, or he's one of these guys that comes in in the third, fourth, fifth innings after somebody else opens, like, worst comes to worst, you're hoping he can be healthy and, may, and maybe he can go out there and throw, throw a couple innings and strike dudes out and be dominant because he's only, like you said, Doug, he's only started 
eight games in his career up to this point, and I believe he's he never has gone further than five, which I think was coincidentally against the Giants in 2022. <laughs> yeah. So, Figures. right? Like, it, that was like the show on top of this whole thing. But, <laughs> his best career start, I guess, the Giants in 2022. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there there are things to be excited about here, but if you're really looking to be positive, to be positive, but it, it's if, if they plan to use him as a starter, it just comes back to, this is another science experiment. It's a science project that they're trying to figure out with a guy who's, who's already had to- you know Tommy John in, in, in his career. Like, I mean, it, we should be looking at it as a positive that he didn't just have Tommy John last week. And that, and after the before the Giants acquired him, because the Giants have been known for that over over the last you know three three four years since yeah our anxiety has taken over. So it's just if this doesn't work out, like are the Giants are are the Giants done bringing in starting pitching? I, I think that's that's what everybody's worried about. It's that you're you're bringing in a guy who's only started eight career games has had issues staying staying on the bump in, in his career and you don't have many other guys current currently on on your roster outside of Ross Stripling and Logan Webb and Tristan Wynn and oh, Tristan you got me doing you got me doing it before the show started. Sorry I know yeah 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 you did it first. <laughs> Keep winning and, yeah. and Tristan Beck outside of that you don't have any starting arms ready to go so I, I don't know. It just it's it's exciting to have a guy with stuff like that. But if if this is going to be a solution for their starting pitching issues, or this is the only solution, you know, it's hard to get too excited. Yeah, I get it. Um, just two quick positive things, and then I'll jump on the cons train with you there. Like looking at his numbers, a, a positive is is he hardly ever gives up the long ball. Uh, career point four eight uh, per nine. Uh, home runs per nine um so so obviously that's great uh and then the other thing uh he is a ground ball machine um like i said he's got a lot of tail on his balls down in the zone and it's going to produce a lot of strikeouts and a lot of uh ground balls i mean uh last year uh 58.3 percent ground ball rate but his career uh average is 60.4 percent i mean that's like logan webb range for ground balls um which is really really good Yes. So yes, like we said, be, and, and before like we we continue, I just I just want to say this: like people are probably going to say, "Oh, here's another say hey podcast where Doug and Robert bitching again." Blah blah no. blah. Like like look, it it's it's the tangibles of what the Giants are doing here and and the history of all that factor. And this isn't on Jordan Hicks. Like yes, like he no. he struggles with his command sometimes. Um, and we'll talk about his injury history in a little bit, but like the shit is there. Jordan Hicks is electric. Like he has really, really good stuff. We're, we're, we're not denying that at all. And like, for that reason, I think I could speak for us both. We're excited about that. Yes. The big, the big question I have here is, you know, yes, he's had Tommy John. Um, and this was back in, I think, uh, 2021, um, he had Tommy John, I believe. Yeah, because he only he only appeared right. in ten games that year, right. um, ten innings. And then it's funny because our buddy Brooks um, sent us in, in our group chat like 
his history logs on the IL and there's right elbow inflammation here that it's there. It's yeah. like, and I'm, I'm talking like at least five, six times he's been to the um, IL with right elbow inflammation. And so that's a big worry. And usually to me, at least it seems when you have a guy that's had um, especially specifically elbow issues and struggles throwing strikes, Usually you see the opposite. You'll see a uh, starter go to the back end of the bullpen because, hey, like maybe in, in this situation, like this guy can top off at 102, 103, and he's effectively wild in the three to four batters he faces every other night. Like totally get that, 100% on board with that. He's going to have some bad nights, but he's also going to have a lot of good nights. And so, yeah, usually you see the opposite. The thing that gets me and I think a, a good amount of Giants fans today is just like, so they're going to try him as a starter. And then, you know, you bring up a good point. Well, what is a starter in the San Francisco Giants organization? Does that mean they expect him to go five, six innings? Yeah. Does that mean he's opening? Um, is he part of a long relief uh, bullpen game where he tries to get three innings, you know, in the middle of the game? Right. There's going to be a lot of questions that are going to, you know, be answered eventually. Um, But I think ultimately out of all this, the biggest question mark to me is why the four years? Right. Why the four years, like the 44 million and 11 per, like that doesn't even bother me. Like I was okay with the giants, even though it was after missing out on shit last year, they gave Taylor Rogers three years, 33 million. Yes. But he's a career, really good reliever, mm-hmm. has some closing experience. So is Jordan Hicks. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't bother me. The 11 and the 44 don't bother me. It's the four. And I don't get that because this front office and organization has been so hesitant to hand out, um, and like I said, who cares about the money? It's about the years. Mm-hmm. Hesitant to give out anything bigger than like a three-year deal, which they gave to Anthony DiScofani after 2021 when they gave him three years, 36 mil. Why is Jordan Hicks the guy that you're going to go give a four-year deal to? And apparently he's going to be a part of the rotation somehow. That I don't get. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the big question of the day. And that's what we've, we've been talking about you know, in our group all day. It's like... Yeah, like why would you give a guy with that has had issues staying on the mound for years, especially when you've been so reluctant to do so? Forget the pitchers with anybody, <laughs> you know, with anybody. No. And I and I don't believe I haven't I haven't seen it all laid out yet, but and I don't believe there's an opt out in this contract. Nope. I, if there is, I didn't see Straight it. So, yeah, and that's that's a that's a rarity I'm, for anybody. I mean, Jung Hoo Lee <laughs> got a got an opt out after two years. So like. You, you nailed it, Doug. It's just really, it's such an odd signing in a lot of different ways. But but the least of that is Jordan Hicks' ability. The guy can pitch. The, the guy, like, you, you you don't see a guy who throws it as, as hard as Jordan Hicks, you know, produce a lot of ground balls. Usually guys who throw hard, they're fly ball pitchers. You know, they're so, leaving the ball up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, it's just the whole thing is really interesting with him like if people who've seen bull durham you, you know it's like he's almost like nuclelouch in, in, in a way it's like god he don't know where it's going but damn nobody can hit this guy and that's kind of where <laughs> jordan hicks kind of, you know, kind of falls in i'm not saying he's gonna pull a nuclelouch and throw the ball at the fucking mascot you know to, to, to throw people off and get people not feeling great in the box but you, you know you know what i mean if <laughs> yeah. you've seen if you've seen bull durham you know but a lot the upside is there, Doug. Like you said, we are, we are not bitching about the player because I'm happy for Jordan Hicks. I mean, four years, 44 million with a guy 
who's already had Tommy John, you good for you, man. Like that, that yeah. is, that's yeah. awesome. And I, I hope this works out. And like I said, if it, if it, if it doesn't work out with him as a starting pitcher, like it, it hasn't so far in his career. Yeah. You're thinking at worst, he can fall back and hang out with Camilo Duvall and Taylor Rogers at the back of the bullpen. And maybe that can be lethal if the giants ever have a lead again, but yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's things to be excited about where we're just the timing of it all with how the roster is currently constructed is where we're like, damn, don't you need a couple of traditional starting pitchers before you embark on, on another project? So that that's kind of where we're at. Look, I'm, I'm with you. I, I get the worst case scenario. Like this dude gets injured again, or he struggles as a starter. If and, and say they use him as a traditional starter and he's struggling to get past like the third or the fourth inning, and it's like, hey, you know, we're just going to put you at the back end of the pen if we need to give Camilo a night off or Taylor Rogers a night off, whatever. I mean, okay, we know that he can be good. Again, I just want to, like, we're not bitching about this deal. I just don't get the years. And because of the Giants' history with pitching, recent history, you know, I'm talking Farhan Zaidi regime history. Like, we're talking, and I, I thought this would be a good topic. Jacob Junis, Alex Wood, Tristan Beck, Keaton Wynn, Sean Manaya, Ross Stripling, Sean Jelly. What do these guys all have in common? They've started games. They've relieved in games. Mm-hmm. Some of them have brought in to do that. Some of them are homegrown. Like, is Jordan Hicks just another one that's going to be added to this list? Or is there real hope in this organization that, um, you know, Brian Bannister's gone now, but Brian Price is here. Um to help with the pitching for San Francisco, like is he going to be able to get Jordan Hicks one to get innings and two get his walk rate down? Because like I mentioned a few minutes back, like if you're averaging four to five, six walks per nine as a starter, you're definitely not getting past like the third inning. You're not right. And (laughs) yeah, the title of this episode should should be, or not bitching, but anyways, (laughs) but yeah, Kyle Harrison, you know, last year in Triple A, people asked all, "Where's Kyle Harrison?" Well, he, he he had trouble keeping dudes off the bags via the walk last year. It just, it took some it took some some time, and but it's funny you bring up you know Tristan Beck, Keen Wynn, Sean Jelly, and these other guys because if you don't follow minor league baseball as like the the, the way you, you and I do, none of those guys were coming in in the third, fourth, fifth inning of games they were starting every game in Sacramento in, in Richmond and San Jose and so on and, and Eugene they were starting pitchers and they would get, come up here to, to the bigs and they're coming they're coming out of the pen so so really everybody's guess for what's going to happen with Jordan Hicks is as good as ours at this point we don't know we don't know what what the plan is we never know what the, what the plan is yeah. you know w- w- with these pitchers we know Logan Webb is a starter and right now, that's about it. Like you got openers, you got bridge guys, you got all the the terms you can think of, but that's pretty much the entire Giants pitching staff. And you, you made a good point earlier, and I, I, I wanted to touch on this before. It's you don't see guys who have had Tommy John do the opposite of being a reliever, then then becoming a starter. Usually, it's the opposite. Like if you, if you remember in, you know, 20, 2012, 2013, 2014, when Tim Linscombe started to wear down a little bit, what did Bruce Bochy do, do with him in the playoffs? He was at 
fourth, fifth, sixth inning guy where he was just a, a, a bridge dude. Now, is that what it's going to happen with Jordan Hicks? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. We, we, we don't know what we're going to use him as a starting pitcher even means. We don't know. Now, I think the next question, we've talked about this a little bit, not not here tonight yet, but I think everybody's talking about this, and it's a good question either way. Like, are they done? And I'm not talking about adding more anything, like even a bat. I'm talking about adding more starting pitching. Look, the the bullpen should be pretty good. Um, you know, th- they'll be all right, especially Camilo gets a, a year older. You know, you got both Rogers guys back there. Ryan Walker showed that he's – um, yes. you know, a decent, decent forgot, guy out of the pen. For, forgot about him. Yeah. 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 Um, but like you mentioned, dude, you got Logan Webb. Then you have starting the year on the IL, you got Alex Cobb. You don't have Robbie Ray, who they were acquired last week in the trade of the Mariners until at least sometime in the summer. Um, then you have Ross Stripling coming off the worst year of his career. He's back. And then after it's, there's just so many question marks. I mean, I'm looking at, hmm. um, this here, like, this is, of course, this is not official. This is just like what is listed so far. But according to fan graphs on roster resource, this is this would be the starting five rotation right now for the Giants. Logan Webb, Ross Stripling, Kyle Harrison, Jordan Hicks, and Keaton Wynn. So you got the for sure thing in Logan Webb. You know what you're getting with him. Then there's already a big question mark in number two with Ross Stripling. Like, is he going to be better than last year? Like, hopefully, even if he's a little better. I mean, whatever. But then you have another big question mark in the in the twenty two year old Kyle Harrison. We we saw what he can do, but he's also a guy that can struggle with command. Like, is he ready to be relied upon as a you know middle of the rotation guy for the Giants? We don't know. That's we're gonna see. We're gonna find out. (laughs) Another question mark. And then there's Jordan Hicks, who is you know getting brought in uh, now, and he's had he has eight career starts with Tommy John and elbow injuries, and then there's Keaton Wynn. So I mean, it's. There's just a lot of question marks. Um, and I feel like the ultimate question is just why are they so hesitant to adding long-term for sure starting pitching talent? They have the money. The ballpark is great to pitch in um, traditionally. Um, but here we are again, like you said, a science project, a reclamation project of, you know, can we fix this guy? Like why can't the Giants, and I understand free agencies a two-way street. And, you know, you need to, and the Giants have shown, like, they need to overpay to get anybody here. But I think that uh, in certain instances, they may be willing to, but I, pitching for sure, they are not willing to go uh, beyond the call and bring in someone. So, and again, it's January 12th. There's still, there are still guys out there, free agency-wise, the Giants still could make trades. And we could be looking back at this episode in a couple weeks ago and said, hey, Jordan Hicks was just part of the puzzle and Robbie Ray was just part of the puzzle and Jung Hu Lee was just part of the puzzle. But I mean, particularly, you know, Hicks and Ray because of the rotation. So it's like, there's still time, but are we optimistic that they can add more to this with some more certainty to this rotation? I mean, I'm pessimistic for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of glass empty here. Half, half empty. I should say it's, it's not fully empty. It's, it's half empty, but yeah, if they go out, and still add Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, or they trade for Shane Bieber or Corbin Burns, somebody like that, then this all makes a lot more sense. And then this we're you know, we're feeling better about okay, yeah. well, hell, if Jordan Hicks, you know, 
works out as a starter, great. If not, we, yeah, we can just throw him in the pen. But it feels like, <laughs> as of right now, they are relying pretty heavily on him kicking ass as a starter. Because, like you said, they have so many question marks. And to go, to go, out, to go out of their way and bring him in as a starter before you add these other established guys, hell, add like a Hunjin Ryu. In, in, in that list i mean there's so many dudes out there that could easily they would fall right into this rotation right now because there's yeah i mean it, it's open season for everybody because yeah outside logan webb and I, technically ross stripling and kyle harrison but like you like you just talked about doug those are there are two question marks at this point no matter how much no matter how good ross stripling was before last year or no matter how good kyle harrison has looked in the minors you know, we didn't see a ton from them in 2023. So there's just a lot of, a lot of slots here that, you know, that, that can be, that can be filled. And that's what, that's why we're sitting here going, you know, why, why do this before you do that? Like why go for another project when you have clear Plenty already, yeah, you have you have a whole roster of projects right now, and that's that's what they that's what they've majored in since Farhan ar- arrived. So I d- I don't know, like it would just it would be nice if the Giants could sign somebody, and we'd be like, okay, perfect, we know we know what we're getting. Bam, put him right there. Let's go. I'm j- I'm yeah. I'm, has I'm just this, tired has of, it happened. I'm just tired of the uncertainty. And, yes. you know, and this is and and again I, another factor I just want to say too is. If this was year two or three of this regime and the Giants were coming off, even the last couple of years that they've had where they weren't great, like, okay, but for God's sakes, dude, this is year six of this front <laughs> office. And it's like, well, we hear that the farm system's gotten better and it's ranked semi high in some rankings, which rankings are all over the place when it comes to the farm systems. It doesn't um, suck. That's what people. Yeah, it's, it it's doesn't than, suck. Trust me, it's better than it was in 2018, at the end of 2018, when when he took over. And um, but again, like like I said, this is year six. Like, and we know that three years ago now, or going on three years ago now, was a was a, an anomaly and a fluke, and everything just fell into place perfectly because you know this roster is not how it's how it's structured is not completely different from how it was that year, and it's like. I don't know how you are and and maybe again, and this is why I ultimately blame ownership on, on the downfalls of the giants, because um, they're the ones who make the money calls ultimately and, and are in charge of everything. And so, but all I know is that if I was going on year six and I had, you know, one really good year and then the last couple have been trending down, I'd probably, you know, to save my ass, I, I don't care that he got a three-year extension um, he could be let go at any time, so I don't want to hear that excuse. Um, but he can, like, I would start doing a couple things differently. I'd be like, you know what, this hasn't worked, so I'm gonna go all in on. And like, if I was running it, like, and Rob, I've been vocal on here. I have my question marks about Blake Snell. I'm not a giant Blake Snell fan, no pun intended. But <laughs> like, if they were to bring him in and even give him two hundred million dollars, say for six, seven years, you know what? Hey. They're being fucking aggressive finally, and they went and got the reigning Cy Young win, uh, winner, who's you know in his early thirties. Um, okay, 
like if this doesn't pan out, whatever. They they changed things up. They were aggressive. They went and got a star. And I'm okay with that. But we can't even get to that. No. And dude. I it's and again, like I like I said, free agency is a two-way street, but like, why are we not why are we not trading for you don't even need to trade for a bat at this point? Like, why aren't we trading for someone that can be at the top of this rotation with Logan Webb? Like, why are there no trades? Because to me, I think I think that they think that this farm system, like these guys are gonna pan out, and this is like my final thought. Now I'll let you go again, but <laughs> sorry. It's like are these guys really all going to pan out these, these fringe guys that were again, we're on year six. Some of these guys have been in the organization for four or five years. Are they all really going to pan out? Because if they do, then Hey, like we'll all be like, shut up. They knew what they were doing. Obviously this was part of the plan. Okay. But come on, man, let's be real. Like giants fans need to look at minor leaguers across the league. And I say this a lot. Like, there are no surefire prospects in this organization. Not Marco Luciano, not Kyle Harrison. Nope. There's not. You look at the Orioles, you look at the Rays, you look at even the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. They have some guys that you know are going to be at least above average at the major league level. We don't we don't know. We don't know. So I just wish the Giants would just go do something that is aggressive, but you know what you're getting. You know, like mm-hmm. that would that would be nice for once. Yeah, I, it's been, God, what, eight years uh, since since the Giants have won a technically won a playoff series. They beat the they beat the the Mets, the Mets in that in the, wild card. in the wild card game. So you can't shout even, out like, Connor Gillespie. Yeah, shout out Connor Gillespie and Mad, Mad Bum. But yeah, like it's been a, it's been a while, right? And I know that was before Farron got you know got here and stuff. But Farron's been here six years, and this ownership group. And they haven't taken a chance on any free agent. I know they've gone after the big fishes like Harper and Otani and Judge, whatever. But th- but for these other guys, guys, guys like 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 a, Bla- a Blake Snell, a, a Jordan Montgomery, you know, uh, we like Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, we we love Jordan Montgomery here, but they they just seem so reluctant to overpay. Yeah, overpay and take a risk on one of these guys to, you know, to, to fill a major, major hole, you know, whether that be in, on the, in the pitching staff, in the outfield, you know, in the infield, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the Giants have holes everywhere, everywhere. It's a whole roster of holes outside of Logan Webb and Camilo Duvall and Patrick Bailey, I guess now, but, and on the flip side of that, they haven't traded, any prospects in the pro- in the process it's incredible i they are just they're a team in 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 purgatory and they've been here now for a good a good well going on 3 years now like if you take away the 2021 season which like we always say really fucked everything up i think from an option yeah it ended up not being a good thing it, 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 it fucked everything up but they just they haven't traded any 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 prospects and they haven't taken any chances on anybody in free agency. I know, yeah, outside of the, the top tier guys, but y- you know, every I think everybody knows at this point the reason they're willing to, you know, go after those top tier guys is because they know they'll make that that money back hand over fist sell, selling tickets to see Aaron Judge, Otani, Harper, and all these other guys. They'll make that money back no problem. I think their biggest fear is, 
well, yeah, we can give Blake Snell $200 million in seven years and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, no, nobody's going to buy season tickets to come see Blake Snell. And you know what? They're right. But if the team is better, more people are going to show up as, as time goes on. Winning matters. Winning matters. If you put if you put out a good product, it doesn't have to be one player. Like not every like they 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 want the next Barry Bonds is what they want. They they want they want to sign the next Barry Bonds, and they have been able to do it because nobody wants to play here because the team sucks. And it's so it's just so frustrating as a fan. It's like they are all in on these top end guys, and then if they don't get them, it's like oh fuck, now what do we do? And yeah, it's not appealing for these mid, these mid level guys. Say, uh, you know, a guy like Yoshi or you know Shada Imanaga, all you know these these other guys who are coming over. Marcus Stroman, you know, just, just these mid level dudes. The, the Giants are horrible, so there's no appeal to come here unless you massively o- overpay. And what what did Marcus Stroman get? Two years, thirty eight million. Yeah, something From like that. The, you're telling me a team that offered Shohei Otani over 700 million couldn't overpay for him, you know? I and maybe and maybe Strowman simply did, did, didn't want to come here. I don't know, but he's just one example. But I think in the Jung Hoo League con- contract, sh- I, I I thought was encouraging to me, even though they overpaid. I thought they were finally starting to understand everything that we saw about Jung Hoo Lee before before he. He came over here was oh he should get around seventy five to ninety million maybe a five years the Giants gave that full hundred twenty six million bucks <laughs> and an opt out after two years so even if he's good he's, he'll probably get the hell out of here so I mean they bent over backwards for him but you know what they did it and and they got the job done they overpaid so I thought okay maybe they're starting to understand maybe this is the first of two first of three types, yes. you know set um you know nine figure contracts yeah because they're not paying anybody yeah. else there's there's not paying anybody outside of Logan Webb starting this year yeah and it so I I don't know it's just like I I, I keep saying it, it there's no there's Urgency. no true urgency there's no direction i don't know the identity of this team or we've been saying that for what 40 episodes now there is no identity i don't understand i don't know uh, outside of let's try to win on the cheap obviously that's that that's a given like outside of that i don't know what they're trying to do here i i don't i don't i don't get it yeah my my last thought before we uh hang up here um and i've said this multiple times in recent episodes either go big or commit to the youth. And I feel like it's hard to do both because when you're bringing in proven veterans or proven guys or you're trading for them, it's going to take spots away from these young prospects that might get a shot. So, you know, you got to go one way. And I feel like they're kind of just like tread in the middle. They're sitting on the fence. You know, people say that saying with like politics or whatever and i'm yes. the biggest sit on the fence guy there is but it's like <laughs> but, but all jokes aside it's like i feel like in this business like you, you you need to pick a side and and honestly i and i mean this even though i'm critical of shit it's year six i want them to start winning now if they were to come out and say hey look we have tried this way for the last couple of off seasons um it obviously hasn't worked the best and this is saying it nicely and if you want to say it in a professional manner that's totally fine but then just say we have a lot of guys that are right on the the fence there right on the line to 
to come up and help produce. And we're just, this is going to be a year where we let the young guys really roll and we're not going to limit their innings. We're not going to, um, you know, pinch hit for them and opportunities to try and win games and in, in some meaningless games. No, we're going to really let like five or six of these guys, some of them everyday players, some of them pitchers, we're going to let them roll and see what we really have in this system. And you know what I'd say? Like big picture, that's our, you know, 2024 picture. That sucks. But big picture, it's like, okay, I can respect that. Let's roll with that. And then maybe next year when we know, because I don't know. I see people all the time say, well, the Giants don't have the prospects to uh, go make a trade and go get put. And, and I always think like they can get, they can get some stuff for the guys they have, but maybe I'm wrong. And maybe that's why they're not trading them is because nobody really thinks they're worth much. And I guess that overall goes back to look around the league and, and look at other prospects outside of this organization. Um, because this Giants farm system it's better than it was a few years ago, but it's not great. Um, so, yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. So, I know when it when it was clear, it became very clear that they didn't really have long term plans for guys like Joey Barr and Elliot Ramos. Like you, you look back at those times, like in twenty twenty one, for instance. Like, well, how come they didn't? Why didn't they trade those guys? You know, why didn't they go for it in in twenty one? Because obviously they didn't have any real future plans for two guys like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's just two examples, but but even right now, like every other team, it seems like make, makes trades like that, you know, dealing, dealing mid-level prospects for guys who can, who can help them right now, even if it's yeah. only for a year or two, every other team does it. Every other team that's serious about winning, but the giants just for whatever reason, they aren't willing to do that. And I, and like you said, man, giants fans, aren't stupid like if you come out and tell them hey we really want to see what we have with casey schmidt marco luciano keaton win tristan beck um kyle harrison sean jelly and all, all these other guys we really want to see what we got with these guys this year we're going to give them fine. a shot because you know what yeah, that yeah that's totally fine and as of right now they are so far behind three teams in their own division forget the rest of baseball three teams in their own division they are so far behind all teams if they're not willing to do that now and just really really find out like look you know look themselves in, in in the mirror and be like okay what do we really have here if they're not willing to do do that right now it'll never happen but like you said you have to choose an avenue here and I'm at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Dude, just let the young guys play and re reevaluate, you know, for the, for winter of 2024. Seriously. Rob, there's two things that are holding this team back. Well, maybe three ownership and Farhan combined. I still blame mo mainly ownership. Number two is 2021. Yeah. And number three is playoff expansion, postseason expansion. Yes. When you know Agreed. you added you added that extra team. Imagine if this was a couple years ago. The Giants would be missing the playoffs come late August, not late September. So um I think they're really, really that I think it's in their formula of how they're operating that they have that leash. They have that extra, you know, there's an extra team now. So it's they can really 
play that into their cards and factor it in. And I think it kind of sucks. It, it hurts. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we'll keep teams in contention longer. Blah, blah, blah. I get all that. But w- when you have an organization like the Giants and, and the way they've been operating the last couple of years, I think it's done them a disservice. So it's good. It's good for Major League Baseball, but it's not good for teams like the Giants who are in clear limbo of what where they want to go and what they're trying to be as an organization because everything is just a fucking band-aid everything is just uh do we do we want to give this guy 400 at bats when we know for sure this guy can come in and hit 230 and give us 15 bombs and 62 <laughs> rbis yeah you know let, let's just go with that let's just go with that that's and that's that's the biggest problem right there I want to know how good Casey Schmidt is. I want to know how good Luciano is. I want to know how good Wade Meckler is. You, you know, Luis Matos. I want to know. I want to know how good these guys really are. Maybe they can be stars. Maybe they fucking suck, but I want to know. Follow us on X at Say Hey Podcast, <laughs> at Say Hey Doug, and at Say Hey Rob. Make sure you join up on Giants Chatter on Facebook and X and Instagram. And we'll wrap with that. Until next time, thanks for joining us for Say Hey Doug and Say Hey Rob. Go Giants. Jordan X. Go Giants. Say hey, say who, say Willie. Say hey, say who, swinging at the plate. Say hey, say who, say Willie. That giant kid is great. Say hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.